0: Morning, y'all. I'm Stephen Artery, in for Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, November 2nd. On this date, in 1959, game show contestant Charles Van Doren, who had come to be admired by American families and held as a role model for kids, told a house panel he had been given questions and answers in advance before appearing on the NBC Quiz Show 21. It was the height of quiz show scandals. On this date, in 1976, former Georgia Governor Jimmy Carter defeated President Gerald Ford's reelection bid. Carter became the first candidate from the Deep South to be elected president since the Civil War. And here's your morning trivia. On this date, in 2016, a championship drought that had lasted more than 100 years finally ended for one professional baseball team when it defeated the Cleveland Indians in extra innings. Can you name that team? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, it's time to check on your first alert forecast.
1: And hey, good Thursday. More to T. I'm meteorologist Joey Silva. We're starting out with a clear sky and the coldest temperatures easily so far this fall with many spots in the 30s. We'll be warming up as we go through the morning hours, through the 40s, into the 50s, about 56 and sunny at lunchtime. All sunshine today. Highs in the low 60s this afternoon. Still a little breeze out there making it feel even cooler than those temperatures, but not as gusty as yesterday. That wind will continue continue to settle down tonight 42 on average tomorrow morning so a chilly start 70 by the afternoon on friday and it looks like a partly cloudy weekend with highs in the mid to upper 70s don't forget to turn the clocks back one hour as you head to bed saturday night
0: you're listening to morning y'all your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the low country's news leader live five news now let's get to your morning headlines
2: The Charleston County Sheriff's Office
0: says one person is
2: dead after a crash. Deputies say the incident happened at Lincolnville Road and West Broad Street around 7 p.m. last night. The victim was taken to the hospital where they later died. The road was shut down for the investigation and reopened just after 9 p.m. The victim has not yet been identified. And over in Berkeley County, the State Highway Patrol is investigating a separate deadly crash. Troopers say a person was killed in a single vehicle crash on uh, SC-27 near Merkel Acres Lane, about 11 miles west of Cross around 4 yesterday afternoon. The car was traveling south on Highway 27 when it ran off the road, overturned, and hit a guardrail. The name of the victim has not yet been released.
3: The two suspects involved in a Tinder date turned deadly robbery are pleading guilty to murder. Asher A. Gadsden and Joshua Mack will spend 30 and 38 years in prison respectively for their part in a plot to rob 24-year-old Alan Johnson III that turned deadly. Prosecutors say Gadsden matched with the victim on the dating app Tinder and then lured him to her home. Mack then admitting to pulling the trigger and shooting the victim four times when the robbery went wrong. The two were charged alongside one other suspect who has since been arrested for their part in the armed robbery, but was not charged with murder.
2: Charleston's new top cop is officially sworn in. Chief Cheeto Walker is succeeding the police chief Luther Reynolds after a hard-fought battle with cancer in May. Yesterday, Walker said the job isn't a task he takes lightly and expressed how much he loves uh, the Charleston community. He went on to say that his leadership is the start of a new era of values, commitment, and vision for the Charleston Police Department. Mayor John Tecklenburg spoke at the ceremony, highlighting why he thinks Walker will fill the position well.
0: He has a mind and a
1: professionalism. Completely matriculated within the Charleston Police Department. Completely matriculated from every position you could possibly have in the organization. And y'all, I am so proud and pleased and honored to serve alongside Cheeto Walker.
2: If you'd like to hear Walker's speech from the ceremony, head over to our website, live5news.com.
3: Open enrollment for the 2024 health care season is here, and it is crucial to make some informed choices. A nonprofit organization dedicated to guiding people in health care decisions wants to provide you with essential tips, do's and don'ts for the process.
2: Live Five's Destiny Kennedy joins us live in North Charleston at the Palmetto Project. Destiny, what do officials say are the key factors when choosing a health care plan? Good morning.
4: Nick Shelby, officials say it's that time to figure out which health plan is going to work for your wallet and your health. With open enrollment here for 2024, making the right choices can greatly impact your well-being and financial security. The Palmetto Project emphasizes several key factors when selecting a health care plan. Individuals should consider healthcare needs, including medication, doctor visits, and anticipated procedures. This will help you choose a plan that aligns with your health needs and budget. Open enrollment has a set time frame, so it's essential to start early and educate yourself on insurance terms and coverage details. It can be a complex field, but understanding the terminology will empower you to make informed decisions. Organizations like Palmetto Project are here to help you navigate health care by providing valuable guidance and support to ensure you make the right choices. Shelly Quinga, the chief innovation officer at Palmetto Project, explains health care insurance options for low-income individuals and families in Charleston. So for an
3: individual in South Carolina, you have to have an income of about 14600 to qualify to get a plan in the Affordable Care Act. So those plans vary based on where you are. We do have a lot of plans to choose from in the Charleston area. And, in fact, we have a new company who's come into Charleston this year to offer plans. So you really have to look, though, again, at the network.
4: Open enrollment kicked off yesterday and will end January 15th. Reporting live in North Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. The Buford County Sheriff's Office is asking for your help bringing home a
3: missing teenager. Deputies say 17-year-old Eric Gonzalez on your screen here was last seen leaving Lake Linden subdivision in Bluffton shortly before 8 p.m. last night. Gonzalez's family is concerned for his safety because of his medical conditions. If you've got any information on where Eric might be, you're asked to call 911 or the Buford County Sheriff's Office. 5-11
1: 5:11 is the time. Get ready for a cold start. Let's take a look at your temperatures. They've been kind of bouncing around a little bit. When the wind picks up, the temperatures come up a few degrees. When they drop off like Somerville, we are now down to freezing, 32 degrees. Mount Pleasant down to 39 at the airport. Out near the uh, Park West, Carolina Park area, 40 degrees in downtown and 34 in Georgetown. So a cold start. There's a breeze on top of that that will make it feel even colder. Just a heads up on that. So warm up the cars this morning, Allow A few extra minutes. Evening drive, clear sky. We'll be in the 50s, so it will warm up a bit, but not as much as it normally does this time of the year. Average highs are up in the 70s. So sunny and still chilly today with a northeast breeze at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Will we be as cold tonight? as we were this previous night. We'll talk about that in your weekend forecast coming up. Let's check in real quickly on your traffic so you can get out the door this morning. Once you warm up the cars, no worries. Out on the roads this morning, we're looking pretty good. I-26, 526 if you're headed down 41 for the Wando area. Crossing over the bridge, headed in and through Mount Pleasant down to 17 or through the Crosstown. We look good to go there. This is the Don Holt Bridge east and westbound both moving very smoothly as you'd expect early in the morning. Traffic very light out there, so drive times are in the green, no slowdowns yet. But we'll give you a first alert if that changes throughout the morning. Nick Shelby.
2: All right, those times looking good out there. Thanks, Joey. Berkeley County is making some corrections to the way it'll run elections this year after the South Carolina Election Commission found issues with last year's election.
3: I see votes provided 30 recommendations to the county following an audit of the Board of Re- Voter Registrations and Elections back in June. Emily Johnson shares how the county worked to implement these recommendations to make this election season run smoother.
5: Berkeley County worked closely with the state's election commission to create a corrective action plan to address the wrongdoings and corrections found in last year's election. Some of the issues found in the original audit were with the poll workers and the Board of Voter Registration trainings, completion of the opening and closing checklists, and ballot reconciliation worksheets during the 2022 general election in Berkeley County. The main recommendations on the corrective action plan include poll workers completing all logs and checklists at the end of the day and proper trainings for poll workers and technicians. Some additional recommendations and corrections include publishing all elections in newspapers, documentation of public notices, and no longer using inmates to perform or assist during election audits. The plan was completed back in June, giving the county enough time to put the changes into effect.
4: Basically, it was poor workers. Um, After a long, hard day of working, they may have not checked a box on their checklist that needed to be checked. They just needed more hands-on with it.
5: Here's your reminder that early elections are happening now, and official Election Day is next Tuesday. In Monk's Corner, Emily Johnson, Live 5 News.
2: An organization is focusing on preventing the abuse and neglect of uh, children right here in the Palmetto State. Children's Trust of South Carolina is urging lawmakers to take steps to improve child care access and lower infant and maternal mortality rates across the state. Yesterday, the organization laid out several legislative priorities for when session begins in January. They say increasing access to home visiting programs is key to doing that. That's where trained professionals are paired with at-risk families, helping them give their babies a strong start in life.
4: A few years ago, I had a family where
2: a home visitor picked up on jaundice in a newborn, and made that mom bring that baby to me, and it turned out that baby had a critical level of jaundice. Without that timely home visit, the consequences could have been dire. The organization says more families can be served if the legislature invests $250,000 into these programs, as the state would get three times that through a new federal match.
3: The Charleston County Consolidated Emergency Communications Center is fully automating its non-emergency line. Supporters say the new machine system will allow 911 operators to be able to assist you better in the case of an actual emergency. The center gets around 210,000 calls on the non-emergency line each year, and officials say before the new system, a call taker would have to answer calls about noise complaints or stolen bikes, taking time away from answering real emergency calls. Under the the new system, you will still be able to report those incidents without tying up
2: an emergency call taker. In Orangeburg County, a new ordinance requires pet owners to register their animals with the county. The ordinance begins in May of next year. It will require cat and dog owners to pay $50 if their pet is six months and older and is vaccinated but not spayed or neutered. That fee drops to just a dollar a year, though, if the pet has been spayed or neutered. The penalties to register and license a pet range from a warning ticket to fines up to $500 in 90 days imprisonment the county says their online portal for pet owners to register their animals will be available by may of next year
3: we've got an update now on a dog found with a deep maggot infested neck wound wandering through downtown charleston Tilson was found early last month. Look at Tilson there. His neck wound thought to be caused by an embedded collar. He was brought into the Charleston Animal Society where the shelter has been trying to help him heal for the past month. But we've got some fantastic news to share this morning. Now the shelter says that Tilson is doing so much better and he's ready to find his forever home. The shelter says his most standout quality was just how friendly he's been despite that injury. Great to see that. Convicted killer and disbarred Lowcountry attorney Alec Murdoch is looking to have the judge who presided over his murder trial removed from any of his future trials and hearings. The writ of prohibition was filed yesterday requesting Judge Clifton Newman be removed due to his, quote, personal knowledge about the clerk of court's conduct. The state Supreme Court will make the ultimate decision in the motion. It comes not long after Murdoch's attorneys requested a new trial alleging there was jury tampering in his murder trial. Murdoch still denies that he was ever involved in the killing of his wife and son.
2: The Myrtle Beach Safari owner who starred in Netflix series Tiger King could change his plea in federal court. Now, the federal court docket shows a change of plea hearing has been set for 1030 Monday morning, November 6th, for Doc Antle at the federal courthouse right here in Charleston. Antle's facing federal charges for money laundering and trafficking exotic animals, including lion cubs. He's now banned from buying and selling those animals and sentenced to five years of probation after a Virginia jury convicted him on similar charges.
3: A new civil lawsuit addressing the death and disappearance of Brittany Drexel is set to be filed this week. A press conference to announce the new lawsuit filed over 17-year-old Brittany Drexel's 2009 kidnapping, rape, and murder will be held today in Georgetown. Drexel's convicted rapist and killer, Raymond Moody, is already serving a life sentence after pleading guilty to his crimes last October. The contents and scope of the lawsuit are still unclear.
0: At the top of the show, I told you that one Major League Baseball team had a big reason to celebrate on this date in 2016. That team, which won the World Series for the first time in more than a century, was the Chicago Cubs. Celebrating birthdays this Thursday, actor Stephanie Powers of Heart to Heart is 81, singer Katie Lane is 62, Friends actor David Schwimmer is 57, and actor Danny Cooksey from Different Strokes is 48. Thanks for joining Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Stephen Artery, in for Katie Kamen, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.